fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. This may sound, sound kind of arrogant, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh... Man, there would be a million people watching this show. Not, not, because of, not because of me, but the truth that we bring here every day is pretty astounding. And the stuff that I have today, you know, I've been up since I got up. I slept really good and I got up, I don't know, I was up at uh, 4.30, I think I was. And so I've been, I've been uh, doing research all, all, all morning. And, you know, we are, we are in such a media What's we're so boxed in media wise, so so boxed in, and that's so difficult for us to be able to get the truth out. And that's why I said, man, we bring truth here every. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the stuff we gather together and expose to people that nobody had any ideas going on. I got a bunch of it here again this morning. In fact, as as we come down here, Lord, I don't try to figure out how. How we do it. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for the chance to be here, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which guides us in all truth. We give you uh, we give you preeminence in your way here in this huddle in Jesus' name. Amen. First time ever. I forgot to pray before I went live. I was yakking for when I went live. OJ's mother died. Amen. OJ's mother died. Um, I I did I tried to get hold of OJ. I texted him. I didn't get a hold of him. So uh, we're with you, OJ. She was old. But you only get one mommy. And we stand with you, OJ. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you. A lot of good things going on. Calendar, we're gonna I'm going to we're going to Pennsylvania this week and uh this weekend. And I did speak to Tom Dunn yesterday. I told him I'm bringing tomatoes. Told him some bringing tomatoes, Tom. If we're not getting some hands-on stuff here, I'm throwing tomatoes. So he he promised we'd have some hands-on stuff and I won't have to throw any. Tomatoes at him tomorrow. God, I got so much stuff to get here. So I'm going to shut up for a minute. Oh, that's really hard. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let Myra pray us in. And then we're going to, then we're going to dive. Hey, I wonder, wonder. Are you guys sharing these videos? Are you sharing these? I know, I know you're trying to. Now, I don't know. I don't know how you get others to, to watch. I don't, I don't know. And as all of you know out there, I'm pretty off-putting sometimes. If if you're not used to listening to a guy like me, you know, like getting yelled at, I get it, I get it. But the truth of what's the, what we're saying is undeniable, and that's why I know we're going to win. I was thinking about this. Told my wife before I came down. Here's, we will we will know on the next election. By the way, we're not going to be saved through elections. We can have the biggest. Republican wave in the history of the world, and it will not change anything. Just to be honest with you, it would be a stopgap measure, perhaps. But here's what we have to understand. If the Republicans do not have a red wave, 
I think that's what that, we're red, aren't we? If there's not a blue wave across America, all across America, then we know this, that the elections are rigged. There's, there's, no, there's no other way to, folks, do you know anybody who's other, look, I, I said to my wife today, you know, let's say 40%, okay? Let's just say 40% of the electorate, both sides are brain dead. All the Republicans are always going to vote Republicans and all the Democrats are always going to vote Democrats. Let's say it's 40%. That'd be high. But let's say that's what it is. I can't believe that any person in their right mind would purposely get up in the morning, election morning, and make sure they got to the polls to vote for anything the Democrats were promoting. I'm I'm talking about the 20% in the middle, right? The 20% that are going to make the difference. There is no way in Hades that they're going to get up and go pull that lever for communism, transgenderism, homoism, thiefism, stealism, invasionism, go on and on and on and on and on. Americans are not that stupid. And if there's not a huge red wave, we will know this, the elections are rigged. Would everybody agree with me on that? Do you guys do you guys know do you guys know some Democrat? I look, I'm talking about the 20% in the middle. 40% brain dead, both sides. 40% brain dead both sides. And so in my in my my way of thinking, this is the this is the prevent defense. So what are you talking about, coach? Voting Republican is the prevent defense. It's, you don't let them. We got to save. The, we got to fall back and save the equipment. And I, I don't care where you, I. Hey, some of those Republicans, I wouldn't want to use them for to blow my nose with. But the reality of it is, it's prevent defense, and we have got to stop the Luciferians. Now there are Luciferians on the Republican side. Come on, I've been I've been telling people for years and years. This ain't Republican Democrat. If you're still stuck in that paradigm, I don't even know how to help you. But look at what's happened over the last two years in America. And can you tell me, really, honestly, Democrats out there, those who you 40% of brain-dead Democrats, can you tell me one thing, one thing that's better today than was two years ago? Just one thing. If you can tell me one thing that's better, then I won't vote. I'll never go vote for a Democrat. Tell me one thing that's better. Oh, I know, transgender rights. You dumbass. If that's the kind of stuff that you're looking at, then no wonder we're asses in the Bible. Yep. So that'll that'll be the marker that we'll all be able to see after election day. Are our elections free or are they cheating? Anybody that would go out and cast a vote for that guy in Pennsylvania, the guy who had the stroke, I don't even care about his politics. You're going to send a guy... Into, uh, there's only a hundred senators, and we're going to send in one of them who isn't able to articulate any known any uh, what's the word on the cogent argument. We're going to send him as one of the hundred hundred most powerful elected officials in America. We're going to send a guy like that. Somebody said, "Well, yeah, coach, he's a placeholder." So he means a placeholder. Well, he's just a placeholder to uh, to be a consistent Democrat vote. Oh, is that where we are now? Is that where we are? Hey, look, look, I feel the same way about Republicans. I feel the same way. How can anybody how can anybody vote for Michael DeWine here in Ohio? 
How could anybody vote for Mike DeWine for governor of Ohio? Anybody? I don't, I, I can't give you any, I can't justify that vote. I can't justify that vote. But either Michael DeWine or that other lady, I don't even know her name, one of them is going to be governor. One of them is going to be governor. So I can do, you know, I can do a protest vote if I want to, or protest not vote, whatever. A lot of you find yourself in the same in the same situation. I'm going to do this. I don't do it very often. Paul Webb just stuck his hand up. Go ahead, Paul. I'm going somewhere. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to talk about Fetterman, Coach, you know, the new word now, if you question him, you're an ableist. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's racist, right? Yeah. It's, uh, see, the, the left the left is just ma- just masters at it. And Myra, I said I wanted you to pray, and then I walked all of you. Go ahead and pray so I can dive in here. Folks, I have some, I have some bone-curdling stuff to share with you today, all right? Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. Uh, the reading today will be from John three sixteen through 19. It is written, For God so loved the world that he gave only his begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him not perish but have everlasting life. For, For God, God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the, that the world through him might be saved. Go ahead. I got that. I've written that one in my heart, right? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No problem. Thank you, coach. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Yep. Because he hath not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power that destroys the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Coach, can you turn down your computer volume as much as I don't have it up? I mean, I don't even know how to do that because I was getting some feedback, I guess, huh? Are you guys getting a little feedback out there? Come, am I coming through okay? Okay, I got you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, pull up Jeremiah 5. Jeremiah 5. I did this last week. I'm going to do it again today. Jeremiah chapter 5. I want to read the whole thing to you. Say, Coach, it's long. I know. I know it's long. Uh, Look, uh, folks, listen to me. I'll turn that off so that's not doing that to me. Um, We have to have an Old Testament mindset. Say, I'm going to say it again. Christianity needs to move to an Old Testament mindset. Boom. We're in, we're in an absolutely, we have an unbelievable assault upon everything decent by the Luciferians, the seed of the serpent. We are at a war like we have never been at war. And if you thinking about last days and and. End time eschatology and all that stuff. And you would believe this, that uh, 
the devil's going to start going crazy because he knows his days are short. Didn't that what the Bible says somewhere in there? He said he knows his days are short, and so we can expect a an all-out assault, a blitz, a, a whatever you'd want to call it. And we're we're sitting in the midst of it, folks. And we do know that the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal but mighty through God to pulling down strongholds. But we have to return in our mind to that old mean God in the Old Testament. You know, the one before he got born again, became Jesus, real nice, loving, looked like a hippie. See, we got to go back to the old guy. We have to go back to the old guy and look what they did in the Old Testament against the forces of darkness. And dare I say this, not only against just the forces of darkness, but the forces of darkness on their own team, on their own team. God, God, Lord be with me. I got so much sharing with you. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Every time you see Jerusalem, put America, will you? Run ye to and through. How about this? Put your town, St. Clairsville, Bangor, Maine, Mount Vernon, Ohio, Hebron, Ohio. Run ye to and fro through the streets where you live, and see now and know and seek in the broad places thereof, and see if you can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. I'm going to stop there a second. You understand what he just said there? He said, you go find one guy for me who's executing judgment. Now, what would it look like to execute judgment? What does that look like? Oh, we don't execute judgment. We've love, 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 love. Don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. We love, 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 love. But the old boy, the grandpa God, and though they say the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. Oh, Lord, are not your eyes upon the truth? You have stricken them, but they're not grieved. You've consumed them, but they've refused to receive correction. They've made their faces harder than a rock. They've refused to return to you. To you would be there for preposition to have it. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. Are you guys picking this up? Am I doing okay? Should I, should I, be, should I go to Joel Osteen and talk to Joel Osteen? Are you with me here? Because they've told us, see, this isn't God. This is Jesus' daddy. This is Jesus' daddy talking to us. I will get me unto the great men. And I'm also going to speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord and the judgment of the God, but these have altogether broken the yoke and they burst the bond. They know better. Wherefore, a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of their evening shall spoil them, and a leopard shall watch over their cities, and every one that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, <laughs> because their transgressions are many and their backslidings are increased. Do you, are you getting the picture here? You get the picture of what Jeremiah's on behalf of the Lord is saying here? Talking to the leaders. How shall I pardon thee for this? God's looking at how what's it? How do I how do I pardon this? How, what, what my name's on the line, the Lord says. My name. I put my word above my name because my word's no good, my name. My, I'm on the line here. Thy children have forsaken me. Sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, then they committed adultery. Assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's house. They were as fed horses in the morning. 
everyone <laughs> after his neighbor's wife. Shall I not visit for these things, says the Lord? And shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Go ye up upon her walls and destroy, but make not a full end. Take away her battlements, for they're not the Lord's. Battlements, weapons of war. Take them away, because they're not the Lord's. For the church and the house of Judah, the Christian church, has dwelt treacherously against me, says the Lord. Do you guys see that? you see who he's mad at? He's not mad at the lost. He's not mad at the devil's kids. He's not mad at the Luciferians. No, he says, for the house, the house of Israel and the house of Judah, they've dealt treacherously against me. They've belied the Lord and said, it's not him. Neither shall evil come upon us. Neither shall we see sword or no famine. It's going to be fine. Best life now. Purpose-driven life. It's going to be great. And the prophets shall become wind. And the word is not in them. Wow. Thus shall it be done unto them. Wherefore then, this is what the Lord of hosts says. Because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire. And his people would and it shall devour them. Friends, don't miss this. He is devouring those people who claim to be his. Lo, I'll bring a nation upon you from afar, O house of America, saith the Lord. It's a mighty nation. It's an ancient nation, a nation whose language you know. No, you know not, and neither understand what they say. Their quiver is as an open sepulcher. They're mighty men. You folks, do you understand what he's talking what he's doing here? He is coming. Almighty God is coming after the church. And they shall eat up your harvest and your bread, which your sons and your daughters should eat. They shall eat up the flocks and the herds. They shall eat up the vines and the fig trees. They shall impoverish the fenced cities wherein thou trusted with the sword. And folks, they're taking away our food, our diesel fuel, water. <laughs> Do you see it? Do you see it right here in front of us? Nevertheless, in those days, says the Lord, I will not make an end, a full, a full end with you. So it's going to get pretty bad. going to be a lot of... Gonna be a lot of judgment coming down the highway, boys and girls. Yeah, and it shall come to pass when you shall say, Why does the Lord our God all these ways you bring all these things unto us? Then shall you answer them, like as ye have forsaken me and serve strange gods in your land, so shall you serve strangers in a land that doesn't belong to you anymore. Do me a favor, he says. Go into the church. Speak it up for me, will you? So he says, 20. Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding. 
have eyes and see not and have ears and they don't hear. Don't you fear me? Saith the Lord, will you not tremble at my presence? Which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by perpetual decree that it cannot pass it? I set boundaries for the water and through the waves thereof toss themselves, yet they can't prevail. Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it? Do you understand who I am? Do you understand the boundaries that I've set that even the crashing, crashing waves can't come out of the ocean? But this people have a revolting and a rebellious heart. They're revolted and gone. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the form and the latter in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. 25. Your sins, your iniquities have turned away these things. And your sins have withholden good things from you. You ready? Here's what's gone. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that set his snares. They set a trap. They catch men. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Talk about the church's friends. Therefore, they are become great and rack waxen rich. Kenneth Copeland's a billionaire. Billionaire. They're they're waxing fat. They shine. Yeah. They overpass the deeds. They overpass the deeds of the wicked. They pass by the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the fatherless. By the way, those killed in abortion are fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy do they not judge? It's going to hurt. This going to hurt. What I'm going to say here. How can a Christian man be rich? How can a Christian man pile up riches? Shall not I visit for these things? Saith the Lord. Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. Look at that. A wonderful and horrible. Same thing. What's that wonderful and a horrible thing? The prophets prophesy falsely. And the church leaders bear rule by their own means. And my people love to have it so. What will you do? in the end thereof. It's pretty sobering, isn't it? Uh, Pull up number one there, Putin and Satanism. By the way, for all you Kanye doubters out there, Kanye's no longer a billionaire. What have you lost? your faith. What have you lost? 
He's now no longer a billionaire. Why is he not a billionaire? Because when he spoke out against the truth of what's going on with the money changers, those are the one people you do not criticize. And all of his sponsors started canceling him. Contracts with this company and this country, this company and this company, this company. If he's playing for the devil's team, he's doing it a funny way. And then we turn to uh, uh, Ukraine. How many of you saw this? Putin has appointed a chief exorcist. Putin. Putin has appointed a chief exorcist as the Kremlin whips up satanic panic. Scroll down. Putin, when he invaded the neighboring country on February 24th, used the term denazification, saying that was the goal of the so-called special military operation. But now a security council is shifting to the phrase desatanization. Desatanization. Alexis Pavlov, Assistant Secretary of the Security Council of the Russian Federation, is now calling for the de-Satanization of the Ukraine, saying that there were hundreds of sects in the country where citizens have abandoned orthodox values. I believe that with a continuation of the special military operation becomes more and more urgent to carry out the de-Satanization of the Ukraine. Using internet manipulation and psychotechnology, the new regimen turned Ukraine from a southern Christian state, I put that in there, to a totalitarian hypersect. The Russian politician added that in Ukraine, there are hundreds of sects sharpened for a specific goal and flock. Pavlov said he is particularly concerned about the Church of Satan, which led it to spread across Ukraine is one of the officially registered religions in the United States. Pavlov says he sees manifestations of Satanisms in calls to kill Russians and that these are welcomed at the state level. He said that the Kiev government is forcing citizens to abandon the Kiev government is forcing citizens to abandon orthodox values. And is reforming is work is work and is working reformat the minds of Ukrainian citizens to force them to abandon centuries-old traditions, to ban true values that the Orthodox faith, Islam, and Judeo-Judaism carry. Well, stop it and keep on reading. What's, he, what's, what's going on here? Putin says the new world order is satanic against Christian values. That's what Putin said. Which side's our government on? Putin says, you're not going to bring homosexuality into our country. You're not going to bring transgenderism into our country. Uh, No, 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 no. No, you ain't teaching homosex to our kids. You ain't going to do that. (laughs) No, no, no. And he's telling us that the values of the new world order, that they're trying so hard to expand all across the world, are satanic. Putin is saying that. Really? 
Now, do I believe Putin more than I do Biden? Sadly. Anybody disagree with me? Poll number three. Uh, Doug Hagman talked about this the other night, and I watched it. And I, I want I want this to you can put it in the chat, but I want it also. Uh, I want it also put. I sent it to Jared to post. I want you to watch about three minutes of this. You guys remember? Uh, <clears throat> you remember Pizzagate? That's a long time ago, wasn't it? Pizzagate, Pizzagate. Well, in the midst of Pizzagate. <clears throat> it produced a film called Out of the Shadows. And I think maybe I watched it about five, six years ago, whatever it was, whenever it came out. But Doug Hagman talked about it the other night, and uh, Serge, thank God for Serge. Serge said, Coach, you, better, you need to watch this. So he sent it to me, and I'm going to put it in the chat, and I want you to watch it today as well. Just Let's just watch about three minutes of this, okay? Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows. Go ahead. Why do you believe what you believe? Because at some point in your life, you trusted the information that somebody was giving you. And that someone you trusted told you that a car was a car, a tree was a tree, a bird was a bird, the blue stuff above you is the sky. And that's the way that we began to determine what we believe to be a fact. Most of the things that we believe to be a fact in our lives are told to us through our stories or the news that we hear. So my question would be, if they were deceiving you with the stories they tell you, would you be able to recognize that? So we've all heard the term conspiracy theory. Personally, for me, I've never really had time to get into any of that because Frankly, I, I'm working all the time, and I don't have the time to look into Bigfoot or aliens or Flat Earth or 9-11 conspiracy or the JFK assassination. It's just, uh, it's not anything that I really have any backstory on. But the one thing that I do have a lot of backstory on, the one thing I do know a lot about is Hollywood. When you think about the entertainment industry, what comes to mind? Movies, TV, music, right? Let's talk about this entertainment. I've been observing you. What if this entertainment was more than just entertainment? Now in complete control! When you're driving home from work, what are you listening to? When you come home after a long day and turn on the TV, what do you see? The U.S. are bracing. Saying that the one... Think about all the content you've seen throughout your whole life. A lot of it has actually made us who we are today. So you don't know what's really going on. Have you ever stopped for just a second, though, and questioned the content? Good morning, Vietnam! The only thing we consume more than content is air. But we actually think about the quality of the air we breathe. Maybe it's time to take a closer look at our content. And fear. Access. Our government's always controlled our content. The fight for freedom. We've just never paid attention. Freedom of speech. 
Message received. The police occupy our community. To work with the CIA to destabilize foreign countries. This media that we're consuming at such a rapid rate, we need to slow down and think about what we're consuming. What if the people in charge didn't have our best interests in mind? Now we have to ask ourselves, who's influencing our content? Is the CIA involved in Hollywood? Yes. You can stop right there. Well, uh, listen, um, watch, watch this. Put this in the chat. <clears throat> watch this later on today, right? Because it's the same thing that I talk about even with Christianity and gets me in trouble because people think I'm questioning the Bible when, in fact, I'm not questioning the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible to see if what they told me is true because they've, they've crept in everywhere. John F. Kennedy, the night before they killed him, he gave a speech talking about infiltration. Infiltration. It tells us in the book of Jude, evil men crept in unaware, and they've changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And one more thing, and I'm gonna let you jump in here. Put up my commentary today. I'm gonna to read just a real quick, just a real quick flavor of it. It's uh it's a number two. I'm sorry, number two. Folks, I, I posted this again. This was written in, <clears throat> originally written in, are you ready for this? This was originally written in 2006. 2006. What, what, how long ago is that? That's uh, 15 years? 15 years ago, I was saying, the pulpits are killing us. The pulpits are killing us. 16 years ago, I said. What if we, did, what if we just stood up 16 years ago? Would we be where we are today? So I want you. I, I want to read this to you real quickly. By the way, for among my people, I just read Jeremiah five, so I'm not going to read that. Despite what the po- political parties would like you to believe, the problem in America is not the politicians; it's the pulpits. I hate to break the news to you, but most of America's pulpits are filled with cowardly men. They're ashamed of the Christ they claim to serve. Fifteen years ago, harsh words, aren't they? Not the type of thing that would make any friends in the cheap grace culture in which we live. That's okay. I'm not looking to make friends. I'm about fed up with what I see. How do we ever get such men-pleasing leaders? All that our forefathers held dear is being destroyed before our very eyes and hardly a peep from the pulpit. They don't want to hear it. The pulpiteers I'm talking about, they're concerned with being too harsh. They tell me Jesus is in control and that they're not called to fight evil and that we should simply pray for our enemies. Where have these guys come from? What we need is a return of the voice of God thundering throughout through the prophets standing in American pulpits, not the prissy, purpose-driven drivel passing as the gospel today. The feminized preachers of today cannot hold a candle to those who ushered in the Great Awakening, which led to the American Revolution, the abolition of slavery, to world-changing events spearheaded by masculine pulpits. 2006. Listen to the messages of America's premier preachers today. Rick Warren has purpose-driven life of infiltrated the church. Evil men crept in unawares, it says. Over 400,000 pastors have attended Rick Warren's conferences. 40 million of his books have been sold. Wikipedia tells us that 40 Days Purpose is the most, I'm, I'm hurrying through here, the most influenced book in the lives of ministries. Purpose-driven life is the most frequent. Today's Christians are more familiar with the words of Rick Warren than they are with the words of Jesus. Joel Osteen was voted the most influential Christian in 2006. His preaching style focuses on the goodness of God rather than sin. 
He is a self-described life coach. While our nation is killing babies, our schools are indoctrinating Christian kids. Secular humanism truths fallen in the street. Our preachers are attending church growth seminars using self-help books to supplement the Bible. Scroll down, Spencer. And chasing after butts and bucks. They're fiddling while the nation burns, building the church rather than Christ's kingdom. And then I list a thing about 15 things going on that pastors ought to be doing something about, and they aren't doing anything about it. The pulpits are silent 15 years ago. Sodomy is granted legal protection when the pulpits are silent. Go to the bottom. You can read it all on your own. I don't have time to read it all. Right there. Leonard Ravenhill said, could a mariner sit idle if you heard the drowning cry? Could a doctor sit in comfort, Paul, and just let his patients die? Could a fireman sit idle, let men burn and give no hand? How can you sit at ease in Zion when the world around you is damned? Churches, I don't need to say that. The prophets prophesy falsely. Priests bear rule by their means. And my people love it that way. None call for justice, nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Isaiah 59.4. Tragically, the pulpits are still silent. 2006, 15 years ago. You say, Coach, why are you even bring that up? Because I want you to know I've been singing this song quite a while. One more thing, number four. Oh, I got so much more to talk about. I, I tell you, if there's not a red wave, then we know everything's rigged. Already in Pennsylvania, they found out 255,000 unverified new voters were sent ballots. They mailed out 255,000 ballots to unverified new voters. All right, I'll shut up. Roger, come on in. Dave, I've been with you a long time, and uh, I've often said recently, last 30 years, who's had more influence, Billy Graham or Hugh Hefner? And it's not even close. No. In fact, the pulpits are reading Hugh Hefner's material. You got that right, folks. Well, the pulpits. Hey, look, I'm optimistic. Great things are going to happen. We just read it. We just read in Jeremiah. Oh, he's going to do some smiting. There's going to be some smiting. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Because why? The Lord loves justice and judgment. So should we. We so should we. And I hope that the Lord reaches into those pulpits and smites those lying shepherds. Anybody with me? Anybody other than me feel that way? Boom. Boom. What did what what we did what would they uh they eat people what eat men? What was what did that say in Jeremiah? They eat men, they go back to Jeremiah. They do what to men? They they have refused to return. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, Keep going, keep going. Put this in your head. Uh, they do what to men? Where is it? Keep going, keep going, keep going. 
They make, hey, 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 that one pastor. They make, and shall devour them. No. There it is. No. They eat men. Didn't say that? Didn't I see that somewhere? They, no, no, no. Uh, I'm losing my mind. Somebody come on in. I'll, we'll find it. I know it says it. Just read it. Amen. Amen. Come on in, Jeff. They catch men. There it is. 26. For among my people are wicked men. They lay wait as he that set the snares. They set a trap and they catch men. Jeff. Coach, perfect timing. I'm going to say this, and I don't care. And I've said it before years ago. From that pulpit out there at that church in Bangs, Ohio, them two pastors ripped you, ripped you. And they made the statement, oh, he hides in the bushes and jumps out and attacks people. Pastor Dan Wisner and Pastor Bob Burney. I don't even care anymore. I mentioned names. It's time to mention names. And then last night, Church of Chapel Hill did trunk or treat. I was so disgusted when I seen that last night. I'm mean, like, what are we doing? It just comes around full circle. A bunch of liars. It is crazy, but it's time to call them out. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore, they have become great and waxen rich. And people have come to Christianity because they want wealth. They think if they come and they obey God, they'll get wealth. You know I'm telling you the truth. Come on. you Come on, you're big boys. You know I'm telling you the truth. Come on in, Joe. Then Clay. I'm afraid, Coach, the ball's going to fall in this country, and the ball don't bounce. It's going to fall, dude. Be it's aware. Fall. <clears throat> God loves judgment and justice. God loves it. God loves justice and ju- judgment and justice. God loves it. He loves judgment. You understand that? We should love judgment. We should. But see, we're fearful of the wrong judgment. We're fearful of the judgment of the government or the judgment of our friends more than we are in the judgment of God. Hmm? Amen. Clay, come on. Amen. Yeah, you mentioned that Jonathan Kahn book, Return of the Gods, the other day. I was reading it last night, and something I got out of that that it's worth sharing in this is uh, if you got time for three uh, passages, it's just Matthew 12, 43 through 45. Matthew 12, 43 through 45. Jonathan Kahn says, this is what is happening in the United States of America right now. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Then he says, I'll return to my house from where I came out. When he's come, he find it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and take him with himself, seven other spirits more wicked than himself, they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also under this wicked generation. That's his opinion. And he says that uh, we took God out of the schools and those evil spirits are coming back in this this country and they're going to be way worse than they ever have been before. That's just his opinion. But I can tell you, I heard a pastor the other day in person uh, tell say that that he's just now figuring out that the holy that he's supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit, 
can, and he's been a pastor for years and he's just now figuring out he's supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit. That sounds like an empty house to me. <laughs> but we have to understand this, that uh, nature loves a vacuum. Christ removed. Something's coming in. Something's coming in. Myra? Coach, uh, we're definitely winning. Daniel 12, 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the right as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on in. Let me hear what you think. I know what I think. I'm see, I'm 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 just crazy enough. I pray, I pray for judgment. I pray for judgment. So that my children and my grandchildren might have a, a moral, civil country in which to live. You know, it tells us in Isaiah, I think it is, that when we teach our children, I'm paraphrasing, that when we teach our children to do the right thing, we're making them a prey. We make them a prey. When we teach them that they're supposed to stand up for truth and speak the truth and push back against darkness, they become an enemy. You understand that, friends? Do you understand the depth to which our government has been taken over by a force, dark, uh, dark forces? Do you have any idea the depth to which, why they're out arresting Bill Dunphy and 11 pro-lifers and wh- wh- why? Why they're after all these patriots? And, don't, don't we make the connection? Doesn't the average, well, we know this, right? Ichabod's written on the many of the churches. Ichabod. They missed it long 16 years ago, 15 years ago. I wrote that 16 years ago. They missed it then and they miss it now. These are our prophets. These are our leaders. Our pastors prophesy lies, and the people keep going to the church because they like it that way. It makes them feel better. Heaven forbid a pastor would stand in the pulpit and say, get your kids out of public school. If your kids are in public school, you're in sin. Heaven forbid. No, we have trick-or-trunk nights in church. Amen. Amen. Because why? We're men-pleasers. We're men-pleasers. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof from such men. Turn away! Amen. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, Glenn, this will preach, won't it? This will preach. Uh, Coach, you know, you, you, you hit it when you, when you mentioned justice. You know, Psalm 82, I was reading this this morning, it says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. Evidently, there's other gods. Uh, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? They, where is that, Glenn? Glenn, uh, where is that? Psalm 82. Pull that up there. Psalm 82. Hey, Glenn, that's Old Testament. Jesus yeah. got, God got born again. He got born again. He, he ain't mean like that anymore. Well, if you look at the first two verses and then drop down to verse five, it says, they don't know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. Wow. Hey, Coach, um, it also says that in the New Testament, in the book of John, he mentions that. He doesn't doesn't recite the the, uh, psalm, but he mentions it, he refers to it. 
um, and he says, um, does not the scripture say ye are gods? And that's what he's referring to right there in the book of John. That's, that's where they condemned him because he was saying he was the son of God. And they said that, you know, that he couldn't be. But he was saying, yeah, the scriptures say I can be. It says right here in Psalm 82. But he didn't say Psalm 82. Psalm, uh, verse 8, arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. We don't believe that. Sorry, we, we don't believe that. Janine. Yeah, we tend to think that um, the things are happening just to us right now, but I'm going to build on something that Clay was saying because I don't think Jonathan Kahn actually found the, the nugget that was actually in that uh, passage that he was reading. If you look at the seven churches it's in, in, um, and equate that to Matthew 12, Christ swept out the church, you know, swept it clean. And then if you look at all the seven churches, what crept in in the churches? He tells you that, and he um, says, look at these and take that out of it. Where are you, Janine? Where are you? In, in, um, in Revelation, if you look at the t- uh, seven churches and right. parallel that with what Clay was saying about okay. demons coming in seven times more, right. look at that over the church age. And what do we have now that all that, that uh, ungodly stuff came into the churches? You have the last church. So how do you clean that out? But you pay attention to this, his warnings in all the seven churches and, and get rid of that. Amen. He hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. We could jump in that one for sure, right? Right? God loves justice and judgment. He loves justice and judgment. Amazing. Amazing. Why don't we? Why don't we? And this sounds... Like something, what I'm about to say, something that you're not allowed to say because who am I to judge, right? That's the one verse most Christians know. By the way, most Luciferians know it too. They throw it at us all the time. Judge not, lest you be judged. Who are you to judge? We believe that in Christianity, right? That's why the churches sit passionlessly on their pews because I'm okay, you're okay. I'm okay, you're okay. We're all okay. I'm saved. You're saved. Who am I to judge, right? What? What? Right? That's that's where we are. Those are the evil men that have crept in. They've changed the truth of God into a lie. And they worship and serve man. They serve themselves. How many people in your church, wherever you would go, really now, really, really, are unbelievably sold out Christians stomping on evil everywhere they see it? What percentage do you think that would be, friends? Pastors. What percentage of pastors are stamping out evil? What percentage of pastors would dare get in their pulpit and talk about unruly teenagers? Talk about parents training their children in the ways of the world rather than the ways of, of God. People, how the, folks, these moral issues are the kingdom of God. It's not health and wealth and happiness and love. It's not any of that. It is, in fact, the moral issues that dictate the direction of society and our churches will not even go there. Amen. 
They can't wait to tell homosexuals how much Christ loves them. Boom. You know, I'm telling you the truth. You guys are quiet in here today. You're right, Jeff. Bob Bernie and those guys 20 years ago calling me whatever they were calling me. Pastors prophesy lies and the people love it that way. As they're out there preaching prosperity and your best life now and get it while you can and get as much as you can as fast as you can because we're soon going to be raptured out of here and it'll be awful if you get raptured before you get to enjoy all this stuff you have. Be awful. Get out there and get as much as you can. Myra. Coach, in regard to justice, Psalm 37, 28. For the Lord loves the justice and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. Hallelujah. They will. They're going to. They're going to for sure. By the way, uh, the second half of the Fauci movie is now available. You got uh, like you got like 12 hours. Now. Put it in the chat. The real Anthony Fauci. I saw watch the first half. I, this stuff, I just want to, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And then we'll show you something else. This kind of changing the tub, changing the subject <clears throat> a little bit here. I'll be right with you, Rich, John. Pull up uh, Giants. Giants. Want to curl, want to curl your toes, friends? Huh? I haven't talked about this in your Presbyterian church either. Put this in the chat. You guys chew on it as much as you want to. Giants of North America, Giants on Record, America's Hidden History, Secret in the Mounds of the Smithsonian Files. Just scroll down some of these things here real quickly. Because uh, they tell you, they, you know, most of them you never heard of Giants ever in your church. You never told you a word about it. Look at that. There's a picture of one. Keep going. This is, you can read all this. This is fascinating. Look, look, hey, this is a this was a an editorial in a newspaper, Finding a Skeleton of a Giant. Keep going. <laughs> wow, there's an old picture. Wow. Wow, pictures, wow. Huh. Probably faking the pictures. Look at this. These are places where skeletons were discovered. Giant skeletons were discovered. What? Whoa, huh? Wow. Put that in the chat. Let people go through that. It's a good video. Whoa, what's that thing? Scientific American, Natural Curiosity of California. We want Scientific American. The Scientific American. When was that? I don't know, a long time ago, probably. There it is. Keep going. There's a video down there. Keep going, Spence. Ooh, keep going, keep going, keep going. There's all come. Whoa, Giants on record. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, John Lee. Hello. You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was out in my yard doing some yard work. I was listening to somebody. His name is John Hall. You may, you guys may know who he is, but he was basically speaking the, almost the same thing that you said this morning from Jeremiah chapter five. He's got a podcast. And it was it was identical to what you said this morning. I was like, uh, I got on this morning. I was like, I was all primed up when you started talking. Like, <laughs> Somebody uh, primed a pump for you, huh, John? Yeah, uh-huh. it's like, uh, but in our churches or our society today, 
nobody wants to say anything against the status quo, whatever's going on. But we have to. We, we got. We got. We have to get in their face. Because it's a denial of the Christ that we claim to serve, John. Do not speak right up about. Right. By the way, somewhere in this Bible, maybe somebody's a better biblical scholar than me. Somewhere where it says, uh, "I change not." So the old mean God of the Old Testament didn't change his mind. He just out of mercy created a way for us to not fall under judgment. He's merciful. He loves judgment. He is truth. He is judgment. Matthew he said, I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to do that to you. So I'm going to give you a way out. I'm going to send my son, and he's going to give you a way out. But if you think that you can come to my son and then ignore my rules, that's that's the modern church. Oh, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. Matthew 3, 6, coach. Matthew 3. Thank you. Matthew 3, 6. Pull that up there. Uh, Malachi 2. Uh, Malachi 2. <clears throat> There's 3, 6. Where has it been? Uh, that's not it. That's not Matthew. Well, it is Malachi. I apologize. Malachi. No, Malachi. Malachi 3.6. 6. Ah, that's different. Malachi 3.6. For I am the Lord. I don't change, boys and girls. Therefore, you, ye sons of Jacob are not considered. Why? Because he's full of mercy and full of grace. But you can come to Jesus. But you can't come to Jesus and continue to serve the devil. What a time to be alive. We're in the midst of it, man. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.